Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Take It Away. Living your best life. Podcast. Living your best life. Podcast. Hey, these chocolates are actually pretty good. I told you, they're amazing. But they keep getting stuck in my teeth. Yeah, it's pretty chewy. What are these called? Let's shut them up. Merci. They're called Merci. Yeah, because I put some Halloween candy uh, in my studio to give out to my clients. Mine was like, oh, why are you giving them Halloween candy? I'm like, it's Halloween because it's Halloween season. <laughs> she's like, no, you have to get them proper. You give them proper, like. It was actually really good. Dessert. So then she bought me up and bought me this. This is really good. They're going to, my clients yeah. are going to love this. Yeah. So if you're listening to this book now so you can get some chocolate. Listening to this book. I said, if you're listening to this book now. No. If you're listening to this, <laughs> comma. Oh, um, okay. Book now so that you can get some chocolates. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what saying. So yeah, as we, as we were just talking about before we started, the the clothes that you wear are definitely like, and the clothes that you wear and keeping up with your like overall maintenance as a human being, well, like with buying new clothes, um, cutting your hair, whatever it is, like with girls just putting on makeup and shit like that, whatever it is that like gives you that extra bit of confidence. It's always good to do. Yeah, you know it I mean? really is. And it doesn't have to be for other people. It could be just for yourself. And I feel like it does make a difference. Yeah, it really does. It, But I, at the same time, as a woman, you do need to feel comfortable in your own skin. Like, you should be able to walk out of the house with no makeup on. Mm-hmm. I'm, I feel like, for me, I liked, I liked that in high school. Yeah. I felt like I couldn't leave the house without makeup on. Or, or else, like, people are going to look at me like, I look dead. I look tired. Mm-hmm. But it's just because... When people um, are so used to you with makeup on, especially dark makeup on the eyes, when they see you without it, it does make a big difference. So what is it like? Because I've always wondered this, right? Because with guys, like we just wake up in the morning. Sometimes we wash our face. Sometimes we don't. (laughs) (laughs) Please wash your face, guys. And then then we leave leave the house. You know, like this is I'm talking about back in high school. Okay. Leave the house. Go to school and then show up. You know what I mean. And then we're there. Whereas for for girls, it was never like that. Like yeah, you never see a girl just like leaving like morning face. You know? uh, some so girls would, but for me, but like what like what causes that? Do you think it's like society? Do you think it's just a personal thing? Do you think it's like what, what do you think it is like? Well, for me, for example, with me in high school, I remember like um, a night before I used to always prepare my outfits. I always like to wear like a nice outfit to school I never I was never that girl that likes to wear sweatpants or look like a scrub whereas Mm. I see a lot of girls that kind of are like that yeah and I mean they can rock it though Mm. well I think it wasn't until like grade 11 or 12 where I was like comfortable wearing sweatpants to high school Mm. which yeah I mean we had a uniform so yeah I know (laughs) you guys had uniforms but for me I just thought I felt like jeans are always like more appropriate to go out with whereas like with sweatpants you kind of i mean like you could feel confident with sweatpants on but at the same time whether i i I feel like it's with everyone you are more confident when you're wearing like a proper outfit i definitely think that it does boost your confidence when you look good when you're dressed nice when you're proper when your hair is proper when all your shit is proper but i feel like there's a difference between like that boosting your confidence and that being the source of your confidence you know, like when exactly. when you're not confident without dressing up nice, like if you can't leave the house looking like bummy and your confidence is gone all of a sudden just because you're looking bummy. 
I feel like that. That's when it's an issue. Yeah. That's where yeah. I went wrong in high school. I remember I, I didn't like to go leave the house without makeup. And it wasn't until I think near grade 12 mm-hmm. where I started going to school with no makeup. And like, honestly, it, it was really good for me because I got to be more comfortable in my own skin and people got used to my face without it. Mm-hmm. So that way when it's like, it's not like I have makeup all the time. And then when they see me, it's like, oh my God, you look tired. Yeah. Which guys, that is such a rude um such a rude comment to make to someone like i mean it's obvious when a girl say that to my mom mom (laughs) it's very obvious when someone's not wearing makeup so when you tell them you look tired it's like you're insulting them (laughs) oh my mom insulted us both yesterday yeah i know well to be honest she told us that like like late at night so i understand that (laughs) kind of we're tired yeah exactly (laughs) no but it's um it's interesting. I wonder what the psychology is behind that. I, I, I definitely think that there's something more to it. It's more mm-hmm. than just like what I wear. I feel like it's something that, because there was that book that I mentioned to you. Remember Psycho-Cybernetics with the plastic surgeon? Yeah. That was like studying the difference between the person who does uh, plastic surgery and the person who essentially like before and after the plastic surgery. Um, and he just essentially studied the psychology between the, that shift you know, like how before the plastic surgery, they were one way. And then after the plastic surgery, they were a complete other way. So I'm sure that there's a psychology behind it. There's a psychology behind just like changing your physical appearance. Yeah, I, I really feel like it is uh, your environment and like uh, like the, the things that you are physically mm. makes a huge makes a huge effect in your uh, in your mental mind. Yeah. For example, with even um, I was watching some guy's YouTube and he was saying that in bed, all he does strictly is sleep. Mm-hmm. He doesn't he doesn't use his phone. He doesn't read. When he's in bed, he programmed his mind that when he gets into bed, that is time to sleep. And he has literally a room for each thing. Like if he wants to use his phone, he'll use that in a different room in his mm-hmm. like electronic room. If he wants to meditate, he doesn't even meditate in his in his, on his bed i'll meditate in his meditation room mm-hmm. if he wants to read he'll read somewhere else i guess mm-hmm. in his library or on the couch but he programmed himself to not do anything on his bed because that does affect your sleeping pattern as well yeah that's true i think that's probably one of the causes of insomnia yeah i think that's why 100%. so many people like stay up so in high school but i could not sleep i remember but that was because my my bed was essentially everything it was where I slept. It was where I chilled. It was where I That's went on my phone, where I went on yeah, Twitter. Exactly. I still do that till now. I book my appointments in bed. I call you in bed. I watch movies in bed. I read in bed. Yeah. Literally, I do everything on my bed, yeah. which is so bad. I remember when I had my uh, when I had my marketing company. That's I did everything out of my bed, like all <laughs> yeah. the work, everything I did it reaching out to customers, calling people. It was all done literally out of my bed. Yeah, and that's why a lot of us, uh, once once it's time to sleep and we're we're laying down in bed and it's night, like we start thinking about some random stuff. But you know, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we'll start thinking about work. We'll start thinking about friends. We'll start thinking about all this stuff. Because you've gotten yourself used to like using your mind for so many different things. Mm -hmm. But I noticed that like when I was doing all my work in bed, like even uh, like my marketing stuff, because it's all digital, right? I just use my phone or my laptop. So I just sit down on my bed. Sometimes I lay down and I'm just doing everything that I needed to do. But I noticed that it got me, like when I actually started working at a place, 
Like it was weird. It's a different vibe. You know, like I felt like I couldn't click into it. Like I couldn't get into the zone because it's like, I felt like, yo, I used to always tell myself, like, I work better so much from home. You know, like if I could just do this shit at home, I'd probably be killing it. Mm -hmm. So it took a lot to get myself used to, you know, going from like being productive in one area to like Mm -hmm. now making myself, okay, I can be productive anywhere because it's not about where you are. It's kind of about like the mindset, as long as you can click and get yourself into that zone. Um, you're able to actually be super productive. Yeah, right? exactly. Another thing I noticed when I'm uh, when I plan to go to the gym or work out at home, mm-hmm. uh, I remember at first, like sometimes I would just work out on my PJs, but it makes a big difference when you change your clothes into workout clothes. Mm-hmm. You com- if you, you feel completely different. Yeah. Now, like if I want to do uh, at home workouts, I won't like stay in my PJs. I'll change into workout clothes because. it's automatically it's like a it's a shift well because your mind your mind doesn't know the difference between like it doesn't understand the physical world yeah it's it's kind of like setting your intention like preparing yourself preparing your mind that you're about to work out yeah like that's that's the main reason as to why uh, that's good that's the main reason as to like why you can um, achieve things or you can get things done or you can uh, you know, fool your mind into getting things done for you, like with the placebo effect. Mm-hmm. That's because your mind doesn't understand the, the the laws of the physical world. It's you know, it's um, it's operating on a subconscious. It's up. It's operating on a uh, on a spiritual plane. It's not operating on a physical plane. So because of that, it doesn't abide by the same rules. It doesn't have yeah. the conscious critical thinking to understand that. Oh, uh, I'm not really at the gym. You know, but it puts the two together and it says, oh, well, if I'm not at the gym, then why am I wearing gym clothes? So I must be at the gym. And I'm doing workouts. So I'm wearing my gym clothes. I'm doing workouts. I must be at the gym. So it's weird how your mind, like, you can actually trick it into becoming super productive. You can trick it into, like, you know, getting started for you. Like, you can trick it into, like, actually being super productive. Yeah. Which is very interesting. It's very important to dress the part. Mm. Like me at work. Like I like to wear suits and stuff like that. And a lot of sometimes my coworkers they say, like, oh, I wish we could wear polos or I wish we could do this. Me in my head, I'm like, uh, no, I'm happy that we wear suits because I don't wear suits True. for anybody else. I don't wear like obviously this presentability is important. Mm-hmm. But like I wear it for me, like I feel good when I wear a suit. You know, like I show up, I look good, I, yeah, I'm looking sharp. True. I like it, I feel good, you know? It's just like it's it's um it's your uniform. You know, it's your it's your it's your you know it's literally like when a soldier goes to battle yeah. they put on their their gear their equipment when you put on a suit you feel like yo I'm... you're not gonna go to war in pjs exactly <laughs> exactly so this is just kind of dress the part yeah this was a good month though eh? oh this was an amazing month we killed it yeah i mean it's all about you know in terms of in terms of reaching your goals it's all about setting your intention and I feel like the pro- the problem with a lot of people is that they set a goal and they see that they can't reach it. So instead of looking at their action and adjusting that, they adjust the goal to meet their action instead of adjusting their action to meet the goal. Oh, yeah. So it's like if they, if they have a goal to make $10,000 in one month and they're reaching the end of the month and they see that they're not at 10000 they say, well, okay, my goal is to make 5000 well, it's like, why would you lower your goal? The goal is not the problem. You're the problem. Your action is the problem. Your exactly. level of production is the problem. It's not the goal that's the problem. 
So I feel like once you switch your thinking to that, and like even if you miss it, like keep it at 10,000, even if you don't make it to 10,000, carry it over next month. Okay, now this month I'm going to make 10,000. And then one day you just make 10,000. You're like, holy shit. And then it becomes the easiest thing in the world. You're making 10,000 every month. And you're like, okay, now my goal is to make 20,000. Said 20,000. You miss it a couple of times. You miss it one month. You miss it three months. You miss it a year. You know, you don't make 20,000 for a year. But you set that intention high. You set the bar high for yourself. Yeah. You keep going. And then you make it one day. And you're like, whoa. And then it becomes easy. Now it's like 20,000 is nothing. A nice quote that was in uh, Mayam's daycare that she told me of. Um, reach for the moon. Even if you don't make it, you'll uh, land among the stars. Yeah. Which uh, you told me that Car- Grant Cardone also mentioned something regarding that. Yeah. Like you should always reach a bit higher or even more than your actual goal. Mm-hmm. Because if you're if you're reaching yeah, towards ten X rule, yeah. If you're if you're aiming towards one goal, mm-hmm. you should uh, bring it up a notch. Mm-hmm. Like let's say your goal is to make ten thousand a month, bring it up to twenty thousand, bring mm-hmm. it up to thirty thousand, fifty thousand. Yeah. Because yeah. if fifty thousand is your goal, you're gonna make ten thousand or even more than that, yeah. dude. And it's like honestly, it works. Like you can after a while, your mind is like, okay. Uh, like if you say it in the present tense, like I earned $10,000 in one month, your mind is like, no, you didn't at first. And you're like, oh, this is stupid. Why am I saying that? Like, why am I yeah, saying it in the present tense? Your mind's always going to be like. And the next month, your mind is like, yo, you're, you're actually a dummy. Like, what are you talking? <laughs> you didn't earn that much. And then the next month, your mind is like, hmm, did you? Like, am I am I missing something? <laughs> then the following month, you're like, okay, this guy is really odd. Like maybe he really did earn that much and I'm just confused. You actually trick your mind. And then after a while, your mind is like, okay, I think he did. And I have to like make sure that the physical world matches the internal world. Yeah, exactly. So it literally gets you the physical counterpart of what your thoughts are. And whatever your thoughts are, will give you the equivalent in terms of in the physical world. So it's very interesting how that works. And it's like, dude, I remember not too long ago, like not having, not having shit. You know what I mean? I remember getting expelled from high school. You know, I remember just kind of chilling and, you know, not really having a direction in life, being the broke one in the squad, you know, like. Oh, I was the broke one in the squad too. Yeah. And it's just like, I never, I never thought like, I'm sure you could really, like, I never thought like I can be somebody that's actually making good money. Like I, that was never, Me neither. Oh never my God. something that like crossed my mind. Literally same. I remember in, I remember in high school being known as the girl with only five dollars <laughs> whenever we go out we go out to like the shisha place mm. and like i'd always be like okay guys i need someone to split it with me because i only have five dollars <laughs> i think a shisha was like twelve dollars so we'd like we'd be three girls we would just split one <laughs> i remember well to be honest shisha you have to split it anyway so it's you can't well some it. people will get it for themselves yeah but that's, remember, that's why I only carried five dollars because I, I knew I wouldn't need any more. <laughs> I remember, I remember in high school I was known as the as the guy that would be stealing. <laughs> I used to steal so much in high school. Oh my god, that's so bad. And you know, like it's just stuff like that, like that you remember, you look back at, and you're like, holy shit, like what a change. And it's like I look at where I'm at now, and like right now, it's like, oh yeah, this is nice, but I'm not satisfied with it. And I still don't have that like level of like, like I've reached it or I've made it yet. You know what I mean? I still have this like mentality where it's just like, yo, you ain't, you're not doing shit yet. You know, like get work harder. To work me, better. this is just the beginning. Like that's this, what I'm this saying. This is like 
this is what is it called? Uh, like a glimpse. Exactly. This is like a glimpse of what I could potentially make exactly. and more. Exactly. So it's like, but if I were to tell myself that like four years ago or five years ago that I'm like I I earned this much money, I would have been like, whoa, you know, I could retire. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's just like looking at it now, it's just it's all about perspective, right? It's all about like shifting your mind and like accepting the fact that there's deeper realities to everything. So it's like you kind of walk through a door and you realize that there's more doors to walk through. And what it does is each door that you walk through, you realize that there's unlimited potential out there. So it expands your mind. You know what I mean? It's, it makes you like, well, you know, maybe 10,000 a month ain't shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just people are making... 20,000 a month. People are making 30,000 a month. So yeah, to them, why, why would I be satisfied? Nothing. Why would I be satisfied with 10? You know what I mean? So it's like, it makes you, it makes you think like that in the sense of like, you know what? Let's like reach the next level. There's more out there for me to reach. And it's not even on some greedy shit. You know, a lot of people associate like ambition with greed, but I think they're, they're, they're foolish because I think that money has nothing to do with like, People look from like look at money as if it's supposed to solve your problems or as if it's supposed to make you happy or whatever. But that's not it's not money's job to make you happy. It's like it's not it's not a doctor's job to make sure that you're good at math. You know what I mean? It's not a math teacher's job to make sure that you pass your science test. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. Like there's things that are meant for specific things. You know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. if I go to a math class, I'm there to learn math. That's the purpose of me going to math class. When I earn money, it's so that I can live and function and thrive in a society or in an environment or in any environment that I want to and be free and not, not have to answer to anybody. It has nothing to do with being happy. It has nothing to do with, uh, you know, being fulfilled. Those are two separate topics. If you found wealth and you haven't found fulfillment, well, maybe you should stop looking for money to solve that, to fill that void. Look for fulfillment. Find something that makes you feel fulfilled. So it's like people are combining the two and they're not supposed to. Money is an amazing thing. Money is a beautiful thing. Think about it. When you're poor, you can't help anybody because you can't even help yourself. How are you going to donate to charity? How are you going to stop the church from being shut down? How are you going to stop the, you know, how are you going to get the mosque to be renovated? How are you going to eat healthy food? You're, you have to settle for junk food. But I'm not saying, foods. I'm not, I'm not saying like what I'm, the point that I'm trying to illustrate is the fact that you can't help others. Okay. But you can't help yourself either. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you can't, you can't help, yourself, help because you can't help, help yourself. You can't yeah, help others. Exactly. So it's like with money, you know, maybe you're not happy. But at least if the owl starts going extinct, you can put up some money and save the owl, right? Exactly. How great is that? You can save the fucking owls. Yeah, like you have the power to do that. I know. So it's like, it's one of those things where it's just like, why is money such a frowned upon thing? Like you look at all these political candidates that are like, tax the rich. Well, yeah. the rich are the reason why the economy's thriving. The rich are the reason why people have jobs and are able to pay for their homes, are able to pay for their families. It's because rich people have created opportunity for everybody. With yeah. their wealth, with their courage, you know what I mean. I'm not, I'm not saying that rich people—they're all angels, but you can't say that they're all devils you because they're what? doing a lot. Yeah, you know, I want to add to that. I feel like when someone does one thing that's bad, it reflects upon all of them. And because there's a lot of rich people—not, I mean, there aren't a lot. There's a lot of poor people that are bad too. Mm -hmm. But when they see one rich person that's bad, 
automatically a person's mind will be like, okay, all rich people are like this. Yeah, it's that. But you know what else it is? It's also like it's envy. Yeah, it is. It's like imagine, imagine you realize one day you wake up, you realize that I don't have the things that I want to have in life. They want to justify it because I'm not good enough to have those things, or I'm not working hard enough to have those things. And you look at somebody else that has all those things, and it makes you envious because you're like, so he's good enough to have those things. Mm-hmm. Impossible. So you tell yourself, you trick yourself, you lie to yourself, you say, oh, he must be a cheater, mm-hmm. he must be a scammer, because I don't have the things that I want in life. He must have. He's not better than me. He must have cheated to get to where he's at. Exactly. And that makes you that makes you angry. That makes yeah. you bitter. That makes you hateful towards all these people. That's why it's always. Like the, the 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 middle class or the poor people, the people that don't have what they want, like the people that are trapped to their own limitations, that are envious of everybody that's making money or that is successful. Why? And it's like you have like these politicians that are playing on that envy, that are playing on that emotion, and they're tugging it. They're like, oh yeah, the rich people, we should tax them and and whatever, blah blah blah. But it's just like, no. Yeah. No. Yeah, these people they just want to justify the fact that they haven't achieved what they have yeah. what the rich people have they want to justify um the fact that they're poor yeah and they can't have that in in russia back in the days no this was actually in ukraine um this was back like when when it was run by the uh, the communist like the soviet union mm-hmm. um, it was all kind of put together uh, so ukraine was i believe it was part of the soviet union as well so all these countries were together. So there was a bunch of refugees. Uh, they came into the Ukraine and they started uh, being farmers. So they started kind of farming. And obviously there's what's called the Pareto distribution, which essentially uh, dictates that ten uh, the square root of every population uh, makes up half of the essentially productivity of the entire group. So you can think about it like if 10 people are in a business, three of them, are making up 50% of the revenue where the other seven are essentially making up the other 50%. There's always, it's always how it works itself out. Usually mm-hmm. where with like most people not like not doing as much work. And there's the top people, the outliers that are doing most of the work and they're making up most of the productivity. So it's the same thing with these farmers. So a few of these farmers became ultra successful and by ultra successful, it's not like they were like, you know, shitting money, but it was just like, you know, they had enough money to like hire somebody and, you know, feed their family and just, you know, uh, have a thriving business. So what happened was when the communist regime started getting into power, uh, they went to the poor farmers that weren't making their money and they said, hey, you guys are farmers too. You guys have access to the same this. You guys are smart. You guys are hardworking. How come they're making all the money and you guys aren't making the money? And then they're like, yeah, it's true. And they're like, that's not fair. These people are snakes. These people are liars. They're taking advantage of you. Don't let them do that. The poor people were like, yeah. So they went and they rioted and they destroyed every single pro- like wealthy, quote unquote wealthy, farmer in the in the land. They destroyed them all. They imprisoned them. They took over their land. They raped them. They killed them. They destroyed them. They imprisoned them. And they turned them essentially into slaves. So what did they just do? They just, like the the top people that are producing the most for the country, for the land, they essentially took them out. So nobody was producing shit anymore. Right? Yeah. (laughs) So when that happened, the productivity of of the land, the food dropped because they stopped producing. The top producers weren't there anymore. So production dropped. And then everybody went, like everybody started starving. 
like everybody was went to shit because the people that were actually working hard got punished and there was nobody working hard anymore and a lot of people died millions of people died in that time because of starvation because of the fact that they were manipulated by their government and they were taught something they were told something that all oh, the e- the rich people are evil wealth is bad it's fucked up it's fucked yeah, up it because people don't realize that in order to get wealthy in order to get rich you don't need to be bad you actually need to be good in order to get rich you need to be in the service of others you need to actually be producing you need to work hard you need to be uh, somebody who's actually providing service to the world otherwise you're not going to make it you don't just get rich sitting down in your fucking desk and you know having your legs crossed and smoking a cigar you know you get rich because you actually did something that changes the world look at look at steve jobs steve jobs created iPhones that everybody fucking uses. Look at uh, Jeff Bezos. Amazon. Everybody uses Amazon. Yeah, Think about all the jobs he's going to exactly. bring to Ottawa with Amazon. Like yeah. that's the power of wealth and money is that you actually create opportunity for not just yourself, but for everybody. And you push the envelope forward. You make the world a better place. Yeah, that's so true. You don't become rich by not um, serving to other people. If anything, like a lot of people don't see it. Even Donald Trump, I mean, he like... Uh, his character is, I mean, it's pretty bad. He has a, he's not, he doesn't have a nice character. Yeah. But he is providing service by, like, he, he became rich for a reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has uh, his Trump Towers. Mm-hmm. People stay in those. Yeah. That's how he, that's, yeah. that's how he found a way to provide service it's to true. other people. By providing people with a place to stay. Yeah. And it's like, it's like even with Trump, for example, like, yeah, a lot of people don't like him for his character. But yeah. there's a lot of people that like him for his character. So it's like there's a big world out there. And it's like you have to find who you're going to serve. You gotta, mm-hmm. you have to find who you're going to appeal to. And you appeal to them. You don't have yeah. to appeal to everybody. There's 7 billion people in the world. Not everybody's going to like you. Exactly. He appeals to like the rich people who can afford staying in those in the, his Trump Towers. Yeah. And like they love it, you know. That's how he makes his money. Yeah. It's true. And it's like. Whereas Amazon does appeal to all kinds of people. Yeah. But it's, it's just very. Um, to me, it's very bizarre how like limiting beliefs actually prevent people from doing better in life and then you have these like politicians you have these uh figures in 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 society that motivate the idea that being being rich is bad because all that does is let's say you're a good person you're you're a great person okay you're looking to succeed in life you're looking to move forward all you hear throughout your whole life is rich people are bad. You have to be evil. You have to be a snake. You have to be a manipulator to become rich. At some point in my life, I believe that too. Yeah. But it's like, what, what, tell me what that, what that does to you. Like as a human being, you're like, okay, I'm a good person. If I have to be bad to become rich, then I will never become rich. So you'll never become rich because in your mind, being rich is evil. Yeah. It's more noble to be, to be poor for you. So being yeah. rich is evil. So you'll never try to push the extra mile to become rich because your mind will never let you because in your head, it's evil to be rich. And I'm a good person, so I can't be rich. You know what? People who seem to be good and then once they accumulate money end up being like evil. Mm. It's not It's not that they were good and then they became bad. It's that money revealed their true colors. Exactly. Exactly. 100%. And those people don't last. Look at the yeah. people that won the lottery. It's yeah, like that. That just goes to show that even when they were good, mm-hmm. they weren't really good because yeah. if they had the if they had the wealth which they do now, and then they turned back 
and mm-hmm. they actually turned on their words or whatever, yeah. then that showed their true colors. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people think that the difference between a rich man and a poor man, they think it's the money. But it's not. It's the character. It's the character. It's the productivity. It's the service. It's the serving, like serving the world. The difference is in how hard this person works, how um, positive this person is, how committed this person is to an idea, right? Whereas mm-hmm. the the poor person, they're poor because they're poor in character. They're poor in spirit. They're poor in, in mind. They, they haven't worked hard there. And even if they do work hard, they're working hard for the wrong reasons. They're working hard for the wrong people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like you look at the two people and you think, oh, well, that person's a rich guy. He has a lot of money. And this person's a poor guy. And that person, he doesn't have any money. That's the difference between the two. But it's no, it's deeper than that. Money is not, it's not, the, it's not the main thing. It's a byproduct of who you are. So if you change who you are and you become a person that's producing for the world in a way that you're actually looking to make the world a better place, you're committing your life, you're committing yourself to the, to the betterment of yourself and the world, you will become rich. And before you become rich materially, you'll become rich spiritually and phys- and mentally. And then after that, you'll start becoming uh, rich in terms of monetarily. You know what I mean? So it's like you look at like there was a, um, a nice little quote by Earl Nightingale. He says a lot of people, uh, he's like there was, a, there was a man who sat in front of the stove and said, give me, give me heat before I put in the wood. How do you do that? You don't, you don't sit in front of a heater and say, give me heat, and then I'll throw in the wood. No, you throw in the wood, you spark it up, and then the heat comes out. And then you keep yourself warm. Mm-hmm. And then you enjoy, you enjoy the, uh, the, the, you reap what you sow type of thing. You enjoy the, the benefits of what you put in. You put in the wood, you put in the gas, you put in the, the match. It lights up, it becomes warm, and now you're enjoying the warmth of it. It's the same thing with money. You build yourself, you become a rich. It's the same thing with money. Like you build yourself up. You start having a rich character, uh, a rich personality. You start looking at ways that you can improve yourself in the world and you actually develop yourself. And then what happens? The world gives you what you deserve. You know what I mean? Now, it doesn't have to be just money. It could be, you know, if you're looking for happiness, you'll find happiness. If you're looking for this, you'll find that. But it's just about setting your intention and moving forward in that direction. You know what I mean? And then getting yourself incrementally closer to where you're trying to get to. It's not, you know, they always say like Rome wasn't built in a day. Or they always say every every journey starts with the first step. That's just how it is. It's incremental. You know, you just keep pushing it forward. And then one day you find yourself like, oh, look where I'm at. You know what I mean? I'm in a mansion. One day, me and Drew, we're going to be sitting down in a mansion. We're going to be sitting down in a yacht. And we're going to be sitting there like, ugh, I'm so stressed out. Or, ugh, I can't believe I want more. You know, it's not even awesome greed so? shit, but, but the, I, I do think so because that's how ambition works. Because for us, it's not about the money. It's about the impact. You know that's what I mean? True. It's more than just the money. It's not just like about like showing off and sitting on a yacht and taking selfies and whatever. It's about like that legacy. It's about the empire that you build. You know, it's beyond just having like some, some Instagram photos that a lot of people are like, oh, that's goals. No, it's about like, how are you going to imprint your legacy on this world? Yeah, that's true. What are you going to leave behind? And the only way you can do that is by pushing it forward. Eventually, you push it so far that nobody could ever reach it. And then one day, maybe you spark the, 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 you spark the mind of somebody and they reach that level and they push it a little bit further. And that's just yeah. how you evolve. That's how you keep the world moving forward. That's how you pay, you know, that's how you pay rent for life, basically. Yeah, 
You know, I was listening to a podcast uh, by Oprah, the Super Soul one, yeah. and uh, the guest speaker that she had on there, the, she was telling her that your legacy isn't isn't what you. Okay, let's say she when she has a school. She said her, her legacy isn't the school that she built in like that country. It's the kids her, that her legacy is each life that she changes at that school yeah. that's her true legacy yeah. each each life that she, she changes in that school that's her legacy yeah. each difference that you make in a person's life that's your legacy not not just the physical it's more the the spiritual the inner um the inner self yeah. within everyone else yeah that makes a change 100 and i agree with that wholeheartedly like i think i think it's always like when i when initially when when I first started out in like the journey of like trying to self like self development. For me, it was very money motivated. It was always like you know like oh I need to make money like oh you know having this much money would be nice. I can do this. I can do that. Like that motivated me a lot. And I was like you know I want to live a lot with a lot of money. And then it's like the the deeper I dug into it, the more that I realized that there's there's not it's not that there's things more important than money, but it's that. Money isn't the thing that you should be chasing. You mm-hmm. should be chasing, essentially, self-development. And in terms of yourself, you should be uh, chasing progression, you know, yeah. growth. And then once you chase that, the money will follow you. Yeah, I, exactly. I swear to God, the money will follow you. Yeah, just reaching your fullest potential. Yeah. That's how I see it as well. Like uh, like we, like I mentioned in the other podcast, I mean, there, you see a lot of people living their best life yeah. and Sorry, my leg got numb. <laughs> yeah anyways you see a lot of people living their best life and why like what's stopping us from uh, achieving that as yeah. well i mean there's no there's no limit the only limit is in your mind yeah like we're there's no difference between us and them the yeah. only difference is how hard they work to achieve that yeah it's their it's their mindset and it's their action Exactly. I feel like those things are very, very important. Like, I feel like people underestimate the value of like actually acting. You know, anybody can come up with ideas, but it's like acting on them. That's the hard part. Yeah. I know? just want to prove to everyone that you can achieve anything yeah. when you put your mind to it. Yeah. I mean, if you guys are listening to this podcast now, watch us in five years, guys, mm-hmm. or even in two years, we're going to blow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's not even, it's not even like the way I look at it, man. It's like what excites me, I, I swear, like the money is nice. You know what I mean? Like even at this point, like you reach a point where it's like, you know, you get some, you get some nice little chunk of change and you're like, oh, oh this is nice. But it's not even that. Like it, to me, what's exciting me is like that, that process of like, like growth. Like you can, because mm-hmm. money is a thing that you can measure. Like actually mm-hmm. you can see the development of it. So it's like the more money that you make, it's almost like, you're seeing your own progression. Yeah. And that's why I love it. Like, that's why I love the growth because it's like, you're watching it go up and you're like, that's like how well you did. Yeah. And that's like, it's a, it's a direct measurement of how, how much service you're providing the world, how much work you've put in. Yeah. Yeah, Like Napoleon Hill says, uh, he says money is a direct uh, money will come to you in direct proportion that you provide service to the world. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing a lot of work, you'll get a lot of money. If you're doing little worth, then you'll get a little bit of money. So if you want to know how useful you are to society, look at how much money you have. That's true. Because the money, 
And it's not even just money. It's about the compensation that you're looking for. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I think compensation is a better yeah. word for that. Cause there's yeah. a lot of people that do a lot, but then they don't like yeah. profit anything. It's exactly. Like, a like thing. for example, if you look at like a, like a, a priest or you look at a, a sheikh, yeah. you look at them and they're compensated through uh, essentially spirituality. Yeah. You know? exactly. So what they do is they're getting it back in spirit and like in spirituality in yeah. peace of mind or whatever. There's people that are getting compensated by, we'll call it happiness or love or passion. Mm-hmm. So it's whatever, um, whatever compensation method that you're looking for, just like whatever it is that you're looking for, look at that and you'll know how useful you are to what you're doing. If you're super happy, it's because you're doing something to be super happy. Yeah. It's not, you don't just one day wake up and you're super happy. Yeah. Someone's you know? compensation also could be uh, other people's comments. Like, let's say you're... That's a uh, very bad form of compensation, in my opinion. People's no, comments? No, not like that. I mean, like, let's say you're just... Um, let's say you're like a coach. Mm-hmm. You're a personal development coach. Mm-hmm. But you don't take... You don't you don't ask for money. You're just oh, you like... Mean like the stories. Like the yeah, success stories. Yeah, like their success stories could be your compensation yeah. as well. Like, yeah. that's how well you like worked impact. for them. That's the impact that you made in their life. Yeah, like impacting the world is what you're looking for. Yeah, them. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. But I I feel like for me, like looking at the money that I make, it's like, whoa, like that's like I can see the 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 the, the physical result of my mm-hmm. the work that I've done mentally. It's like you reach a point where like, yeah, you increase your income, but it's like it's something that you've been working on for the past, you know, three, four years. Yeah. This shit didn't happen overnight. You know what I mean? I like we were just when we started the podcast, we were talking about like how we were the broke ones in the crew. You know, it's like we didn't just wake up one day and money was just fluctuating to our, or flowing into our account. Yeah. No, it was just like we developed that. Like we knew what we wanted. We knew we wanted to build something in terms of like enterprise, in terms of actually getting ourselves out there and like uh, being people that are uh, wealthy or pe- people that are earning money. And it's like we went in that direction and we started actually developing brick by brick, step by step. We just grew it, you know? You know what I find really helped me though, like save money. Um, I remember when I was broke. I mean, I wasn't completely broke when I actually started working like a part-time job. Mm. I think I made like 500 a month or something like that. But you know what? Having At Kinderville? No, not Kinderville. Like this is like in high school, like grade 12 when I Mm. first started making, you know, money. (laughs) So when I started working part-time jobs, um, I feel like what really helped me now, like um, I remember during those times, I kind of had to budget my my money. Like when I'd go shopping, I'd limit myself from buying certain things because I don't want to spend all my money. Mm-hmm. I still, I still want to save up. So having that habit, building that habit young, that kind of helped me now to save up my money. Yeah. I I also I still have the same habit mm-hmm. that I had before. That's crazy. Like I'll go shopping and my mind is still the way it was before. Like I'll still try and like avoid buying certain things to save my money. Mm-hmm. Unless it's some but I'm a little bit more loose in terms for if it's something that I need, if mm-hmm. it's something that I want. I think you should word that word that differently because I don't think your your mind is the same, but I think that your formula that you used before is essentially one that you're still using till this day. Exactly. But like, I don't think your mind would be the same as it was then. Yeah. I think it's just that formula that you found works for you and you're able to just use it along every step type of yeah. thing. But eventually it's going to come a point where it's like you can't use that formula anymore. You need to create a new formula. 
And that's, mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to, like adaptation. Uh, you know, making sure that you're you're constantly keeping up to date with with what's working for you and what's not. Oh and yeah, then adjusting the plan. Definitely. You know. Yeah, but you were saying. That that's all. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I I, I feel you because it's like, for for me. I remember saving money was probably the hardest thing ever, like up until recently. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, yo, like I, I have to change this. Because like if I ever actually want to make money in life, I need to freaking figure out how to save. Because I was yeah. making money, I would just blow it. And I was like, okay, this is getting really annoying. Mm-hmm. So what I started doing was I just started asking people, like, like what, what's your strategy? And just hear what they say. You know, and it works for them and it's not really, I'm like, ah, oh, that wouldn't, that really wouldn't work for me or I take a little bit from it. And then I started reading. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which he talks about, it's not really about saving money, but he talks a lot about the rat race. And it's like how you get stuck in that cycle of like making money and then bills and then expenses. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, well, maybe I should re kind of reevaluate how I spend my money. So like that cycle of how money flows in my life. I just didn't like it because he, the way he described it was like income, expenses, and then like oh yeah, no savings. So it was like that, that was, flow. That's also in Rich Dad Poor Dad. He, that's, he explained, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know what? I realized with a lot of people, what keeps people broke, even if th- some people will be broke, but and like not completely broke, like they'll have, let's say $500, but with that $500, they're spending it all. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a, they're still going to be broke if they're making money yeah. because if anything, they have money to have, instead of having assets, they're having liabilities. liabilities. Yeah. They start um, signing up for liabilities. Mm-hmm. And with that, they're still going to be broke. Just broke people with a lot of yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're just it, broke with a lot of stuff, physical I, stuff, but I you're love, still broke. I love the way he described it. Broke people have a lot of liabilities that they think are assets so true <laughs> you know and it's like they yeah. think that they're assets but the only way something can be an asset is if it's producing income for you exactly. that's the only way a house is not an asset yeah it's not producing an income for you it's taking money out of your account every month now unless you have an investment property then it becomes an asset exactly. but unless it's an if it's not an investment property then it's not an asset i had this talk with my mom the other day actually because mm-hmm. when we went to the bank and uh, she wanted us to like get a house mm-hmm. Uh, even the the person at the bank was telling her. Um, he mentioned the fact that she, the fact that she, we have a home and she's paying a mortgage every month. It's not an asset; it's a liability. Because the only and that's way- when she took it in. Because I I reminded her of that because she wants me to buy a house. Yeah. <laughs> so I reminded her of that. I'm like, mom, it's not an asset; it's a liability. Even the guy at the bank told you that it's a liability. It's not something that's gonna make me money. Something that's gonna take money out of me. That's why it's something that I don't want to do right away. Exactly. The only people that benefit right now for, from you buying a house is the bank. That's the only yeah. person that's benefiting. Because why? Because they're getting paid every month. That's the only person that's benefiting. And it's like if you look at it, like a lot of people say, oh, well, uh, you pay your mortgage every month and at the end you sell it. Okay, after 30 years, you put so much money into the house, yeah. renovating it, uh, maintenance. If something happens to the house, you have to fix it. Okay, and then after all that, the house, uh, the value of the house goes up a hundred grand. Well, you probably put in a hundred grand if you count over thirty years. The amount of shit that you're putting into the house, you probably paid over a hundred grand. Yeah. Property taxes, and renovation, and all these things. So by the time you sell it, you'd be lucky if you made if you broke even. 
realistically. And after all those years, you get a big lump of money. But it's like, okay, what are you going to do with that lump of money? What, mm-hmm. what, what do most people do with that lump of money? They go buy a bigger house. And they're right back in the rat race. That's true. In that cycle. And it's like, if the only, how can something be an asset if the only way you make money off of it is when you sell it? That does not make sense. How, if I run a business and the only way that I make money off this business is if I sell the business to somebody else, then am I running a successful business? How does that make sense? If I'm not making money from this thing every single month right away, how's it an asset? Exactly. How can something be an asset only after you sell it? It's what does like, that tell you? Like that tells coffee. you it's not an asset. Yeah. That tells you as soon as you get rid of it, then you have an asset. You have money, you know? Yeah, exactly. So it's just, it's funny that like people get essentially, because it's like, you know, you hear it from people, like everybody says it, oh, buy a house, buy a house. Oh, you mean buy a house? Oh, dude, yo, you just got a little bit of money, buy a house. It's like everybody says it. That's what you hear from everybody. And it's just like, nobody really evaluates it. They're just kind of, oh, people know better than me. You know, oh, John said it. He knows better than me. <laughs> oh, my mom said it. She knows better. Than, but it's like, no, you have to actually study this shit. Yeah. Study this shit. Like, learn where you're putting your money. That's true. Learn about the flow of money. So for me, like, it was so hard for me to save money. And then I started reading into it. I started actually educating myself on money, on the flow of it. And then it became easy. Now it's like second nature. I can just save like that because it's like I understand what's going on. You know, like when yeah. you see the bigger picture, it becomes easy to kind of work in with the details type of thing. So it's like, I would recommend two books. If you're struggling with saving money, there's two books that I'd strongly recommend you read. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and The Richest Men in Babylon. Those books absolutely changed my life. They changed the way I look at money. They changed the way I essentially, um, like they changed my entire perception on what it means to actually make money and earn money and keep money. Because there's uh, there's three things that a lot of people have to get right before they can actually be successful and wealthy. So Grant Cardone says this. So most people don't know how to make money. Even less people know how to keep money. And almost nobody knows how to multiply money. So these are the three steps that you have to learn before you can actually be successful. Is you'll have yeah. to learn how to earn money. You have to learn how to keep your money. And then the last step is to learn how to multiply your money. Now, how do you do that? You don't ask your neighbor because your neighbor doesn't know any more than you do. He lives in your same, he lives on your street. So how is he going to know any more than you do? So who do you ask? You ask the experts. You ask the people that do it. You study the Jeff Bezos. You study the Warren Buffetts. You study the Bill Gates of the world. Yeah. You know, you read the books. You go to the seminars. You invest in yourself. You read, you, you take the risks. You associate with those people. And then from there, you take that next step. And then you learn how to multiply it. You know what I mean? It's like, that's the next step. That's what I'm trying to, like, that's the level I'm at now. We're like, I want to learn how to freaking multiply money because I don't freaking know how to do it. You know yeah. what I mean? I learned how to earn money. I learned how to keep money. Now it's mm-hmm. like, yo, we got to figure out how to multiply the money because yeah. that's, that's how you start. That's when it starts. Getting money working for you in your sleep type of thing. Yeah. You know? Love that. I love you. I love you too. You know, I, call it I love you guys. <laughs> You're still listening. We we both love you. Say I love you to our guests, to our listeners. I honestly I want to say thank you to everybody that's actually been um, supporting the podcast. Yeah, we've been consistently listening. I we really really appreciate that. This is this is something fun that we do. Um, you know, eventually we're gonna start putting uh, a lot more energy, time, and you know, effort into like actually the production part of this in terms of getting on YouTube, getting it on video, uh, and like putting it out on more platforms. 
but it's like for now, you know, we appreciate you guys supporting us in the starting process of, of this podcast. We're going to stay consistent with it. We're going to stay committed to it. And we hope that you as listeners um, stay committed and consistent with us throughout our journey on this. And, uh, you know, if we can uh, somehow inspire or educate you on something, a certain topic, that's, you know, we're happy. And hopefully we get your feedback so that we can be educated and inspired ourselves uh, to continue to kind of progress and move forward uh, through this chaotic journey we call life. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. If you guys have uh, topics that you guys would like us to discuss on our next podcast, podcast, podcast. What did you, you suddenly get out? I don't know. <laughs> uh, guys, I speak French, Arabic, and English. Tabernik. Tabernik. Oh my god, you can't swear. I'm supposed to be the swearing one. You're okay. supposed to be the good it's one. It's okay, it's French. <laughs> Nobody will know. Um, yeah, if you guys have topics that you guys would like us to uh, uh, discuss on in our next podcast, please DM us on our Instagram. My Instagram is Reem Zaini Dean. That's R R I. Let me let me let me spell it out. So it's R I N E Z E I N E D D. My last name is so long. D-D-I-N-E. Okay, go. I-N-E. Mine is the Don Sharifi. It's pretty simple. If you don't know how to spell it, then um, you should uh, go back to your school. I'm joking. Go back to <laughs> your formal education. Yeah. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye.